Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listener, to the Backtrack Edition of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. This is the episode which you probably already know. We pick a single topic we remember fondly from our youth growing up as Generation Xers and dig in deep on that topic. I am John. Joining me as always is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? And Mo is here. Hey, everybody. In this episode, we are digging into what is a very topical thing for this time of year, back to school. Oh. Oh, I'm so glad I don't have to do that anymore. (laughs) Yeah, you're not kidding. <laughs> flashbacks, flashbacks, Charlie's the bush. <laughs> I mean, I still have to take my kid back to school, but now I'm just like kind of kicking him out the door and saying, just show me, show up when you get done. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> be back before dark. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and back to school has not uh, gone anywhere. As you were just saying, George, you're sending your son off to school. They're still back to school. It's not like rotary phones that are gone. But right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we assert that. There were some very specific or subtle differences between our experience in going back to school and kind of how it is today for modern folks. A lot of it parallels maybe, but it was worth us talking about how it was different for us. Yeah, sure. Yeah, oh, absolutely. In advance of this episode, George, you tweeted out to our followers on Twitter and said, hey, we're doing a backtrack about back to school. Do you have any back to school memories? And we got a great response from Matt over at the Deep Fried Geeks podcast who we met at SpaceCon. Remember him? Yeah, absolutely. And he sent us this file and he shares with us not only one of his back to school memories, but a question for us. Oh, Lord. Let's listen. (laughs) Hey, George, John and Mo. It's Matt Man from the Deep Fried Geeks. I've been listening to your guys' podcast for quite a while now since we met at the SpaceCon. (laughs) Very cool. This uh, week when I heard that you guys were going to be talking about back to school, I thought it was a great opportunity for me to share a story with you guys that was food-centric, because I have <laughs> noticed you guys are a little food-light in your conversation. Well, so, okay. uh, which is okay. So growing up in the 90s, uh, I know, right? Yeah. Whenever we would go back to school, I was always nervous and worried about what I was going to be packing for lunch, because what we would do in our lunchroom is it was always like a trade thing. You would trade oh, with different kids if okay. they weren't happy with what their moms packed them and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I came from a uh, family that was a little lower on the income spectrum. So my mom, most of the time, would either pack our cold lunches or we would have to get hot lunches because uh, we were on the hot lunch program. <laughs> so uh, what I always would always try to do is trade out to get Lunchables. Because Lunchables were the big (laughs) thing when I was growing up. Everybody wanted to get Lunchables. And uh, so what I would always strive for is to find that kid that had the best Lunchable and trade out with him. My favorite Lunchable to always try to get was the, the turkey... American cheese, and then always had the Capri Sun in wow. it, and He's then some really kind of nice little this. candy, like Reese's Cups and he stuff was a like that. Of so, obviously. my question for you yeah. guys is what are your favorite food memories from going back to school and from your school years in the lunchroom? All right, Matt. 
<laughs> Lunchables. Question. Lunchables okay. weren't a thing when I was a kid, but no. uh, I get where he's coming from. Oh, we definitely did the food trading thing. You bet we did. <laughs> Mo, what was your number one food memory growing up as a Gen Xer back to school era? Wow. So back in elementary school, we used to ate lunch in school. So the only time we ever got to bring lunch from home was like during field trips. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. For some reason, and I'm not sure why, my dad always went overboard on my lunch. <laughs> Maybe is <laughs> making it for the fact that he didn't have to do it the rest of the year. I have no idea. Right. So I wouldn't have like a cookie. I'd have like half the pack of cookies. Wow. <laughs> you know, that made you I popular. Would have, like not a sandwich. I'd have like three sandwiches. You know, I mean, he just would go just ballistic. <laughs> and so I always had like plenty of like tradable items because I had, I couldn't eat all this crap. Yeah, all the extras. So, yeah. <laughs> and I think maybe that's part of why he did it. No, that was my big food memory. It's just my dad packing my school lunch for me during school trips. Oh, neat. George, how about you? Yeah, I mean, mine pretty much stems from middle school era. So whenever... I would go to school during middle school. I went to a smaller private middle school and not like the rich, you know, like they send you off and you live there kind of <laughs> private school. Not that kind of thing. This was like, okay, the public schools here are pretty bad. So we don't want our kid getting stabbed. We'll put him over here and pay like a hundred bucks a month. That kind of a thing. <laughs> you didn't get stabbed then, right? That worked right out? I didn't get stabbed. I mean, the school, okay, good. Oh, they that. did have a lunch program, but it was a small school. There was like, I think 70, 80 kids in the whole school from K through eight. Holy cow. Yeah. Like I said, it was a small school. Most of us would bring our lunches. Now, my mom, you guys have met my mother. So, you know, you know, she's kind of like that. Wonderful woman. Aunt B of Mayberry kind of a mom. Salt of the earth. Lover. Yep. (laughs) She wouldn't just pack a lunch with like a sandwich and some chips and a drink, you know, like most parents would send their kids and be and there's nothing wrong with that let me say that up front that is if you're doing that for your kids right now you're awesome good on you however my mom would actually cook an entire meal (laughs) the night before so i would usually have one of my favorite things at that time was deep fried pork chops so i would usually have deep fried pork chops fried taters corn or corn on the cob depending upon which day of the week it was man and i would go into the kitchen of my little private school lunchroom and they would let me use the microwave to warm it up and <laughs> then I would come out and I Holy would have cow. this full heated meal all right Hollywood ready to eat <laughs> yeah it was awesome and there was always you know dessert I couldn't have a meal without dessert so dessert could be anything from homemade cookies to brownies or you know whatever she was baking that week because she loved to bake wow I mean I had probably the best lunch experience I could imagine at that era of time in middle school. That sounds like it. Yeah, you're wow. not kidding. Holy crap. Wow. <laughs> what about you, John? Oh, for me? Yeah. I just love ding dongs. <laughs> Wait, you <laughs> hold up a second. <laughs> Hey now, hey, hey. Wait, are you talking about us or are you talking about... Hey, Hostess Ding Dongs were absolutely my number one favorite thing in my school lunches. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Hostess. (laughs) My mom would always pack a ding dong in my lunch. (laughs) I loved opening the ding dong. I love eating the ding dong. Sometimes I'd have an extra ding-dong to share. (laughs) I can't get over that word. (laughs) I felt like you've never had a ding-dong. Come on, they're delicious. I've never had a ding-dong. I'm sorry. I don't know how your ding-dongs taste. I apologize. It's like a a little chocolate (laughs) hockey puck. With cream filling inside, they're wonderful. They're individually wrapped. They're right next to the Twinkies, 
And I have probably haven't had one in 30 years. So your ding-dongs have a cream filling. Absolutely. And you love the taste. <laughs> That's the best part. And, okay. You bet. Ooh, yeah. I just I just hear, like, if this was on a radio, I just hear dials turning. <laughs> click, click, click. My favorite memory ding dong. of school lunches, Hostess Ding Dongs. They're great. I might go get some today. I haven't had one in years. I'm, as soon as we finish recording, I'm going to go to Publix and buy a whole case and send them to you. <laughs> Oh, I get it. Now I get it. Oh, now it. you get it. Yeah, sure. Now, now you oh, just get it. You guys are you guys are filthy. Oh, we're filthy. <laughs> <laughs> we're not the ones eating ding dongs, dude. <laughs> I don't think he even had ding dongs growing up. I think he just wanted to say the word and just mess with us. <laughs> Shall we begin the show? Yes, Why not? Please. I think it's time. <laughs> you can get everything for back to school at just one stop at K and B. K&B has Butterfinger, Baby Ruth, and Nestle's Crunch King Size Candy Bars at two for 89 cents. Could you use a helping hand on your next electronics project? Quad Hands is the ultimate third hand helping hands vice and hobby station. The first thing you'll notice is how heavy a quad hands is. It's made from solid steel and then coated with a baked on powder coat for a durable finish. And the rubber feet are gonna keep it from sliding on your bench and give you a nice sturdy work surface. Those flexible all metal gooseneck arms feature rotating alligator clips to hold your boards and wires firmly in place. And removable silicone covers come pre-installed on those clips to protect those delicate wires and boards. And those arms can be put anywhere you need them. No fumbling around with awkward joints that are difficult to position. The quad hands was designed to help you do your best work it's built to last right here in the USA and backed by a lifetime guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Order yours today from Amazon or quadhands.com. Gen X Grown Up podcast listeners can save 20%. Just use offer code GENXUP20, that's G-E-N-X-U-P-2-0. For your next project, let a quad hands hold what your hands create. All right, here we go. Back to school time. But I want to rewind the clock a little bit and talk about we just got out of school the previous year. All right. Summer is the best thing since sliced bread. Oh, yeah. Like you're sick of school. You're sick of getting up in the morning. You're sick of not having enough daytime hours to play. And that first week of summer is the best, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the best. Sleeping absolutely. late, <gasps> staying up, oh, you know, till 10 p.m. instead of 8, depending Hanging upon, you know, spend the night with your buddy. About. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, fantastic. Uh, and- you tell me if your experience was the same. Your mileage may vary. Two or three weeks into the summer, I'm so sick of summer. When <laughs> the hell will school start again? I'm so bored. <laughs> About a week into my summers was usually when dad would say, hey, time for you to come work at the store. Like, ah, oh, crap. Oh, well, let's go back to school. <laughs> I might as well be in school. Right? Right? So you gotta give you that work <laughs> Yeah, school had shorter hours. <laughs> It didn't pay as well. Maybe it paid the same. Sure. Yeah, no, it paid the same. <laughs> Trust me. So there's anticipation building from sometimes weeks or months before school. You know, you're so eager for summer, but then you're you're also eager to get back to see, you know, the friends you don't see every day and have that regular routine. So, you know, sometimes that summer felt like years had passed. It's been forever since you'd had that cool routine again. It's almost time for back to school. The stores are starting to put the banners for back to school. Something I know is still around, but uh, was a bit different when uh, we were growing up, is back to school shopping. Oh, yeah. They would sometimes put out that supply yeah. list for your school. Remember those? Oh, yeah. It, I think it was uh, quite a bit simpler for our time back then, the oh, shopping it list. definitely I mean, was. Yeah. It was like how much paper and how many pencils, Yeah, right? Pencils, paper. Wide rule paper, number two pencils. 
pencils. Something to carry it in. Notebook. Maybe mm-hmm. index yep. cards. Maybe. And now it's it's like you're stocking for a bomb shelter. Right. Oh, I know. It's like crazy. 20 boxes of tissue. Right. You get some hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer, right? Where, where did that one come <laughs> Just, from? Like everywhere What am I now. doing, you know? And I, like when my kids, when, when they were that age and I was taking school shopping, like some of these lists, I think these teachers seem a little ridiculous. <laughs> it's like a witch. Like, yeah, let's like, see if they'll oh, buy this. The kids have like composition <laughs> books, but they can't be black. What? And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Is this back to school shopping or a scavenger hunt? Yeah. I mean, that's what it was. It was oh, no. like, you know, and then so basically we call other parents and they're like, oh, this one office depot over here has the red and green ones. I'm like, are you kidding <laughs> Run me? Run on the store. Run on the hey, store. You know, that teacher was getting a kickback. That's what was happening there. They had something worked out with that office depot manager. Like, hey, you're going to get a lot of stuff coming in the door. <laughs> I think they were doing their own little private scavenger mm-hmm. hunt. Maybe, like, lines, paper, pencils, parents are. a street sign with no vowels. What things can you get? Make you dig up. My son just brought a list home for this year. One of the things on there for his advanced algebra two class is a graphing calculator. It has to be a specific model and brand. Oh yeah. And the thing's like two or three hundred dollars. I was about to say there's a couple hundred bucks like, down the drain. That is the. I'm like he's got a tablet in class that his book is on. It can have any yep. graphing calculator app in the world on it. But you expect me to go spend three hundred dollars? We're already paying crazy amounts of money for this private school tuition as it is, and now I'm gonna go buy a three hundred dollar calculator? You're out of your damn mind. You know what? What they want you to do the calculator because you can't goof off and play games on the calculator. Uh, I get that. But they're, yeah. they require them to have tablets for their electronic textbooks. <laughs> so tell I'm, me I'm not the disagreeing. logic there. I'm tell- <laughs> uh, maybe you can't look up the answers on the graphing calculator. I, maybe I don't they already know. bought a big supply of calculators and need to get rid of them. No, no, we don't buy them from them. They We have to go buy them from somewhere else. Oh, kickback then. I think you're onto something with this kickback scheme. Yeah. I, think that's, I think you're right. <laughs> Telling you. And, and we're not going to get out of buying back to school supplies without talking about the number one best back to school binder that ever existed or ever will exist. Oh, I know where this is going. I do too. The Trapper Keeper. Trapper Keeper. <laughs> Love the Trapper Keeper. And, and what a genius scam the Trapper Keeper was. <laughs> I mean, it's just this system. It's like a filing system for kids that they didn't want to file in the first place, but like, oh no, we have a special binder mm-hmm. with special folders that fit in a special binder. You can still put paper in there, but it was so cool. It was like the Nike yep. of things in your book bag. It was, oh, I had a couple of them. I'm sure you guys did well, too, right? Last. <laughs> yeah. I remember the second round of them, they started licensing them out so you could get Trapper Keepers that had popular brands or TV shows. Had stuff on them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the yep. first ones were just different colors or maybe some cool designs. But after that, yep. you know, you could get like 18 Trapper Keeper or, you know, all these different kinds of crazy things. That was, yeah. Oh, boy. That was when I started. <laughs> it was the status symbol, like, oh, I see you just got a regular old binder. Yeah. <laughs> see, that was me. <laughs> you were the bully, or you're the one that had a regular binder? I was the one that had a regular binder. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the other kids are like, I guess your parents don't love you as much because they didn't get you a trapper keeper. Yeah. <laughs> Did you not have a trapper keeper, Mo? Is that because they didn't want to buy four trapper keepers for everybody in the family? Yeah, essentially. And also, it's like my mom was ultimately practical. Oh, yeah. So she's like, okay, yeah. why am I spending five times the amount on this when this will work? just as well. And I'm trying to convince her, no, it doesn't work just as well. The other ones didn't have the Velcro. This is from the guy that didn't have a TV guide in his house. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the coolest thing that I liked about Trapper Keeper, let's forget the system, you know, with the folders, which was super awesome and everything, that you could put paper in it, that it had the 
Velcro on the flap, any of that stuff. The thing I liked most about the Trapper Keeper was that little slide pull that released the rings inside. Yep. Because it wasn't awesome. the traditional, like, the flip metal one yep. that you would pinch your finger in and have to Ow. go to the hospital to get stitches from. <laughs> That's right. It was that yep. cool little slide <laughs> okay, one that again, just I think you guys are doing out. it wrong. <laughs> it was Space Age. Just kind of pull it. It goes, whoosh, it opens mm-hmm. up all, like, a ninja stealth-like, and you take your binders. It's little things like that, yep, isn't it? Absolutely. Oh. I might go buy a Trapper Keeper when I go to buy John's Ding Dongs. <laughs> <laughs> Mo, are you telling me that you never pinched your hand in the alligator teeth of a binder? Not that I can remember. Oh, come on. We used to do it just to All test right. ourselves. That was like a rite of passage. <laughs> oh, jeez. So you did it intentionally. Okay. I yeah. Be like, who could take oh, the, the like, we would all find out which binder had the snappiest spring in it. Ow. And then like one by one, we would test, we put some, like the fat of the meat of your thumb, you know, that part right below your thumb. <laughs> stick Jesus. that down in there. Ouch. And then one of the other kids would close it. And if you got the real evil kid, like he wouldn't just close it, like he would smack the rings together with his hand so it would add extra force to it. <laughs> Holy crap. That was George. This George is like was that kid. Yeah, what kind of would you go to? Like the Marquis de Sade elementary school? Or well, you know, that's how those private schools are. They don't get killed. <laughs> we were bored. We had to have something to do. You just lose chunks of flesh in your uh, binder. <laughs> you won't need excuses for losing your schoolwork with the Trapper Keeper because Trapper's special folders and pockets keep an amazing amount of work organized, secure, and right. Where you want it. The one and only Trapper, only from me. I've heard that song before is a podcast about the jazz standards of the great American songbook. You'll hear your favorite songs from artists like Duke Ellington, Ella Fitzgerald, Billie Holiday, Ray Charles, Frank Sinatra, and many more. Be swept away by the most memorable romantic classics of the jazz era while exploring a wide array of some of the greatest interpretations of this magnificent body of work with host and jazz musician, Joe Hunter. Listen to the new season of I've Heard That Song Before on your phone, tablet, or anywhere there is a podcast app. Or go to thefrontporchpeople.com. One of my favorite things to shop for back to school was getting my new lunchbox. Oh. This is when lunchboxes meant something. Mm -hmm. Oh, the metal lunchbox. With the thermos inside. That had glass inside of it. Yep. I'll start with the most neglected child of us. Mo, did you get a custom lunchbox? I ate lunch at school, so no. Oh. oh poor Mo. Yes, I, so I did not have a custom lunchbox. Okay, George, how about you? I, well, I want to go down the list of Mo for a oh. second here. So Mo ate lunch at school, so he had no lunchbox. Mm-hmm. He was never bought a trapper keeper. And he apparently never ate ding-dongs either. Just like me. I mean, this poor kid was like horribly neglected. I don't know how you really sheltered into, like you're not like Truly a major sheltered. criminal right now. How is that not possible? Well, never caught. Or is that not that we're aware of? George, how about you? Lunchbox? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Lunchbox every year. Although once I got into middle school and I was talking about those lunches and everything, I actually had to go to an igloo thermos, you know, like the igloo cooler right. thing. On was wheels. Like coffee yeah. or something? Or? No, no, because because like the whole plate that mom would make wouldn't fit in those smaller metal lunchboxes, oh, but she would still. George buy had a food truck that pulled up outside yep. with all of his mom's <laughs> equipment in it. His mom would just deliver the food to him. What was your favorite lunchbox? Favorite lunchbox had to be Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. Yeah, all right. Love yeah, my Scooby Doo mystery that. machine yeah. lunchbox. That was awesome. My favorite that I'd still like to replace to this day is the six million dollar man lunchbox. Oh, good choice. It's yep. an amazing oh, yeah. piece. I loved it. it. Had little scenes on every side. You know, yep. uh, different scenes. You know, he's lifting a tree or he's 
throwing a rock or whatever it is. He's beating up bad guys. <laughs> where six million dollar men do. <laughs> yeah, the, the things that six million dollar men do, you know. Oh, and the thermos. <laughs> I will find one. I had it for a long time, like into high school even. Rusty and ragged. God knows where it went, probably in a yard sale or something. But I still remember that fondly. Yeah. That's one of those things like the Dark Tower or like the Mascatron that like I will reclaim one day when I find you know, the <laughs> six million dollar man lunchbox. Before we get out of back to school shopping, I don't want to presume. I don't. I don't know how Mo's experience was. He's such a radical child here, but <laughs> I never enjoyed back to school clothes shopping. Oh, Mo, we'll start with you. Yeah, okay. Did you just get hand me downs? What did you? Did you get to shop? Mostly, yeah. I have three older brothers, so right? most of the time it was hand me downs. Yeah, yeah. But even when I those few times it's like, oh, we're gonna get you some new clothes. I'm like, I would hide. <laughs> like, not wow. clothes I want. Not the clothes I'm oh, looking I'm for. Because my mom, she would, she could spend all day in a store, not buy a damn thing, <laughs> and I'm with her the entire time. And so um, whenever she's like, oh, I'm going to store, I know it's like, yeah, we're going to spend eight hours, come out with two pairs of jeans. And, <laughs> and the rest of the time, I'm like, at that point, I am slightly psychotic just from like boredom. George, clothes shopping. Yeah, I mean, we did clothes shopping for us. It was always Kmart because I was never like the kid who had to have the high fashion or anything. So I didn't need the polo shirts or the Jordache jeans. Well, Jordache, was that girls or guy? I don't even know. I mean, we didn't, I didn't worry about any of that. We, it was just, did it fit? And was it a color that I didn't want to throw up on? Fine. Put it in the basket. I really don't <laughs> care because I was yeah. so much more into sports that I would only wear those clothes, you know, during the school time. And then as soon as school was out, I was on my, to my sports team's activity. So I was always changing into different, you know, uniforms and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Sure. So yeah, my clothes shopping was, uh, was pretty vanilla. I'd never had any name brands of anything, but yeah, what I do remember is that boy, I felt like Steve jobs, you know, he had like one pair of jeans and one black turtleneck and he had, he like had 20 of those sets of clothes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I know if my mom found some jeans, like you like those, do they fit. Okay. Are they the right length? All right. We're buying five pair. I'm like, right. whoa, easy, <laughs> easy, easy. <laughs> like, we can have variety. It's okay. No, no, those are your pants no, no. now. These Enjoy work. them. You found <laughs> these one. These are your pants this year. <laughs> That's right. This. Hey, everybody, have you heard the news? There's a back to school sale at Payless for you. Yeah, they got what you need when the summer ends. Like pencils and notebooks, crayons and pens. Watercolors, cooking, tube socks and shoes, scissors and erasers, anything you choose. All right, men. We got our trapper keepers. We got our hand-me-down no, we clothes. Don't. We're <laughs> well. Well, some of us have our trapper keepers. <laughs> some of us have ding dongs. Yes, I got my ding dong in my backpack. I'm ready to go. Is that where you kept it? We got to get to school. Okay. Let's talk about the experience of getting to school. That probably changed a little bit, but for back to school. The first thing for me that was always awesome, I lived way out in the middle of nowhere. And so I rode the bus Oh, and the bus stop was that first kind of like awkward, like, who's that kid? I I don't know him. Did he move in nearby and walking around and everybody stand at the bus stop on the first day and everybody has got the very best of their new clothes they don't hate (laughs) and all of their new equipment. And they have an extra bag full of stuff that they have to take in, you know, their nap mat and all the crap you got to take in for your first day. This sounds like the pre-launch of the this Hunger Games school, huh? in school. What the hell was going on in Johnsville? Like he's judging kids yeah. and I don't, that kid's got, what kind of lunchbox? That's a paper bag. He doesn't count in the lunchbox club. That kid needs to go home right now. We, we're learning a lot about George. No, His that's you. I'm talking children. about, you're talking about <laughs> that, and that was you, you were the bully, bullying me. I wasn't bullying you. I'm you're not the lunchbox that's how club. Like you were talking. Put your hand in this binder. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a real man 
So bus riders, you guys, your mom drive you to school. How'd you get there? I walked or took the bus, like school, like the city bus, because I grew up in you know a real city, New York. Wow. So it's and close so, enough. You could walk. <laughs> hey, you guys been ragging on me this entire time. I so. beg your pardon for not growing up in a real city. <laughs> you know, he's not wrong, though. He's right. He's correct. Yeah. <laughs> so I basically either walked or took, which was always the, the problem with walking to school. Like it wasn't like it was terribly far, it was like maybe a mile or so. But when school first started, usually it was still hot as hell. Oh, yeah. By the time you get to school, you're just like a mess. But <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. You walk out the door clean and fresh and you get there yeah, looking exactly. like you came through the through the Sahara. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so that was most. Yeah. It says you that were taking public transportation. Oh, you, not like a school bus, like a bus bus. No, no. Yeah. It was it was a city bus. Oh, yeah. Oh, they give okay. you bus passes. Right. So you have to pay. Oh, really? I'll see there. And you no, just that's, would just jump we on We would the bus. know that if we grew up in a real city. We didn't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but I know you guys had like things like cars. Well, you know, before then, so I told you I grew up kind of in the middle of nowhere. But for a time, um, I spent some time staying with my grandmother because my mom and my dad would travel sometimes and I'd stay with my grandmother and she lived in the same town as the school that was just a couple of miles away. And then the most exciting thing, I started biking to school, which was pretty cool. Oh, sure. And that was another one of those kind of like, ooh. A little bit of freedom, right? I could take any route I want, you know, until you get lost once. You're like, oh, hell, never again. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I do that. <laughs> and I, and I, have a, I have a horrible sense of direction anyway. So I'm like, I know if I go straight here and straight, like on a bike, if you zigzag, that's the shortest path, right? Because you kind of <laughs> take the streets and zigzag. But I didn't know that. So I went all the way up to the main street and then drove all the way down the main street so I didn't get lost. But the, riding the bike was, like you said, George, it was like that, that, that freedom. Like, sure. if I wanted, I could turn right and not go to school. I mean, I'm too big of a wuss to do that, but I could have. <laughs> I had, it was the option. The possibility was there. I lived too far away from school to take a bike, which I always wanted to, though. Like, you'd always try and convince your parents, like, I can make it, I can make it. It was like 20 miles, you know, or something like that. And they're like, yeah, sure, kid, whatever. If I leave at 2 a.m., right. <laughs> so my mom always drove me to school. I enjoyed the car ride, but then in middle school, I know you guys are envious of my lunch situation. You'll hate what I'm about to tell you about breakfast. Okay. Every day she would take me to middle school. There was a restaurant right next door to our school. I would get dropped off at the restaurant and they had a tab set up for me. And I would walk in. They already knew what I wanted to order. And as soon as they saw me walk in the door, it would be on the table in like four or five minutes. I would get to eat breakfast. The waitress would always come up there. My dad always, like when he paid the tab, he would tip him something crazy. So the waitresses were kind of fighting over me to see who would get my table. <laughs> you know, bringing me sodas. And I would have toast and eggs and bacon every single morning. It was the best that I get Is, done. Was, was you, wait. Were you like Richie Rich or no, something? No, I, I didn't own the restaurant. I just went to it. <sighs> and then G's would come and, you know. It was it was a great All way right. to grow up. It was an so, awesome going to school experience. Now we know how Ricky Schroeder got to school on his first day of school. Get the hell out of the podcast, Mr. Catered Lunches and <laughs> Restaurant Breakfast. Good Lord. But I didn't get ding-dongs. Well, then you didn't really live. That's right. live. <laughs> Do you remember the first time you were able to drive to school on the first day of school? Yes, sir. Absolutely. That was so cool. Yep. You're just old enough. You got your license. Camaro Berlinetti Coupe Z28. Chevy S10 
Four different colors rusted. (laughs) (laughs) But you still, that was probably one of your favorite cars ever, wasn't it? It absolutely was. Yep. My first vehicle, that thing, and I drove to school in it. And like, look at me. It was like the bike times a thousand. You know, it's like, I could go anywhere. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get lost, so I'll go this way. But I I could go (laughs) anywhere and park in the parking lot. Finding those parking spaces. The cool Mm -hmm. part, once you had your car, it wasn't just the driving to school. It was hanging out at somebody's car in the parking a lot before school. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the first time I started trying to get to school super early just for that part of it. It was like tailgating at a football game, but you were at school. Mm -hmm. But now Mo lived in a real city. They didn't have you know, like cars in the real city, right? That was like a... <laughs> no, matter of fact, you couldn't even... Uh, actually, in New York, you couldn't even get your license until you were 18. What? Wow. Are you kidding yeah. me? No. Or 17 and a half, maybe, or something like that. But yeah, it was... Well, you... they're trying to keep the rookie drivers from driving. That's the problem. Well, there was huh. no real reason to drive. Yeah, there are people that live in New York today that still don't drive, right? Yeah. yeah. You need so. to. Yeah. That was the next stage of evolution of your educational career. I mean, you know, you started off in elementary school when it was all eating paste and sticking things to walls. <laughs> And then <laughs> putting your fingers in binders. Right. Well, Smack. no, that was middle school. That was a little bit later oh, okay. on, right? You know? Uh, so. Thank you, sir. I have another. No, later George just had people put his hand in their car door and slam it. It's, it involved. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, we were, but middle school, you're discovering video games and you're, maybe you're starting to notice that girls aren't completely ugly yet. Yeah, not entirely. But then first day driving, that's like a whole yeah. new level now. supplies and guaranteed low prices. Hello, Gen X grown up. I'm Matt Man. I'm Tom at Two Stars. And together, we're the Deep, Deep Fried, Fried Geeks. Geeks, a weekly podcast. Where we talk about movies, comics, TV shows, food, gaming, and general geek news. That's right. Sometimes we even have celebrity guests. Oh, yeah, like who? Like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> the Incredible Hulk. Hulk wanna sit here while we pod. Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> you guys are the funniest guys in the world. <laughs> Christopher Walken. You know, I've never been on a better podcast. I think I like it a lot. And Gollum from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so if you like loudmouths, you guys are a little bit too awesome for your taste, but you know what? That's okay anyway. Then make sure you check us out anywhere where you listen to your podcast. Keep calm and geek on. So we finally got there, whether we biked or we walked or we public transited or we drove finally got in the door first day of school it's time to play catch up yeah right people listening that may not have been generation xers you have to remember how summer was different for us Mm -hmm. there were no cell phones there was no texting and snapchats and instagrams and all the twitters no socials except for like your first tier friends that lived close enough for you to see regularly there was this whole sea of people in school that you didn't see the whole summer or even hear about or even know if they died. I mean, it could be anything. Right. <laughs> like I kind of had two different best friend groups, right? I mean, I had my best friends at school, but then I had my best friends in the neighborhood. And so the best friends at school, I didn't get to see them until school started. Mm-hmm, right. So it was a completely different thing. See them again. Yeah. Oh, look who grew a foot or look who right. got boobs or <laughs> look who got some Jordache jeans or, you know, it's like people changed in that period of time. It seemed like so long. Yeah. Oh yeah. You 
you've got to catch up with him for the first time. And it's like the excitement of, you know, you're walking in the door and, you know, again, your, your best horrible new clothes and who got a trapper keeper and who didn't know and all those things you get to find out. I mean, you would scope out the classroom. Who's going to be in my class this year? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was yeah, a big one. Yeah. Is my, is my friend going to be in my classes? How many classes do I have with that friend right. or not? Or when totally different tracks, you know, would you happen? have friends to sort of disappear from the summer, like the next school year? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Back. Yeah. Cause yeah. Yeah. Back, had that like, happen once what or twice. To yeah. And all these like yeah. conspiracy theories. Would sure. Yeah. 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 Where's George? Oh no. He's just still at the restaurant finishing breakfast. He'll be here. <laughs> And new teachers? How about that, right? I mean, this and sometimes they're teachers that like you saw in the next grade up the previous year. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, he looks cool or she looks scary or whatever. And now you got this whole new set of like authority figures that you have to kind of gauge. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. And then there's teachers that you didn't want to get. Yep. Yep. But you didn't know if you got them or not until that first day when you got your mm-hmm. schedule. That's probably different too. I know that for my daughter, just going to school up until a couple of years ago, until she graduated, you could look online a couple of weeks before school and see who's in your classes, whose class you're in, what teachers you have, what the rooms were. Oh, jeez. No, we didn't. I didn't know until day. They just told me what homeroom I was Yeah, a homeroom. And then they would give you a piece of paper that said, here's where you're going the rest of the day. Enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and you're doing comparing papers with other people. Where are you going? Where are you going? That's very different. Are you A track or B track? That's right. Yep. Because I remember that being cool the first time you had to change classes. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, that's yeah. another little, little yep. notch of freedom. What about going to a new school? Like you move from, you know, middle to junior high or whatever. Yeah. Learning that new layout. Yeah. Right. That was kind of like the excitement of moving into a new house. Like, where is stuff? And how do you get to here? With a lot of fear. shortcut? Yeah. I mean, there was quite a there bit is of anxiety. A bit. Yeah. Yeah. I hated that first day where you're trying to figure everything out. It was funny because from elementary to middle school, like I knew nobody in my middle school. Like it was just, it was in a different mm. area. Oh boy. That's real tough. I was just trying to figure out like what was what and, you know, making friends and yeah, it, it was a bizarre time. And what was no trapper keeper? You had nothing to even talk about well, with other people. It, I mean, right. yeah. yeah, exactly. Who wants to talk with a no trapper keeper kid? I mean, that's just. Right. If I had a trapper keeper, they probably would have kicked my ass. <laughs> 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 Let me tell you, it wouldn't have been because of the Trapper Keeper. Wow. (laughs) Making friends. We moved up to Kansas for a couple of years when I was in elementary school and then back down to Florida, obviously. And I remember that. So like twice I moved into a whole new, like even town and everything, new nobody. And you go to school and you're like, is anyone here going to be my friend? You know, it's, and you know, I was only, I don't know, what was that second or third grade? You're very young. And then like in fourth grade, we moved back and I hadn't seen those people in, in a couple of years. And I'm like, some of those people aren't my friends anymore. And I never seen this person. Yeah. So I can imagine, you know, hopping from whole, whole school to whole school. That's, that could be challenging. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And now they start passing out the, uh, what, what they consider to be solid gold. Don't ever write in it. Oh. Don't ever bend it. Don't ever drop it. <laughs> Textbooks. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to write in it, by the way. <laughs> and that's certainly different than today because now, like my kid, he gets most of his textbooks on his tablet. We still pay for them. It was funny that uh, when I, because I went to the same junior high school as two of my brothers. And so every now and then I'd get one of their textbooks like that they had when they took that same oh, class. Oh, right, right. I was like, oh, yeah. look, I got your right. textbook. Yep. Oh, yeah, because you had to write your name in the front of it for that yeah, year. Yeah, you had to yep. write your name in the yep. front. I remember that's really cool, you know, because you would inherit, as if it wasn't a brand new book, you would inherit a book from some senior mm-hmm. that like when he was a sophomore or something, you're like, oh, I got Billy's book or hey, I know you, I got your science book or whatever. <laughs> Almost like this passing down of, I remember when you flunked this class with this book and now it's my <laughs> turn. <laughs> this book didn't do you any good, huh? <laughs> so they encouraged you to cover it somehow yes. and you could buy some cool covers and that kind of thing. But one of my favorite ways to do it was not to buy something from the store, right? Oh yeah, same here. We never bought the book covers. I mean, sometimes they would give out the free ones at school, but mm-hmm. I never 
use yep. those. My father, we owned the grocery store, so he would always just bring home a bunch of brown paper bags, and I would. Yep. I love spend the that night. Brown. Yeah, cut them. Yes, they were great. The brown because grocery you could bags draw on them and everything. Exactly yeah. right. Exactly. That's oh, that's that's a favorite part of it. Yep. You got yeah. it. You know, I was saying I couldn't wait to to draw on those. It's like you can bit. make that book yours, right? Exactly. Yes. Yep. You make that yep. nice you know, cover for it. You tape it down so it fits just right. Little mm-hmm. pockets and sleeves, and then art time, man. You can put anything you want on there. Stickers. Mine was littered with wacky package stickers. I love the paper book covers. <laughs> yeah, that was the best part of the first night back from the first day of school. I used to like cool to stuff, see what I could ready. get away with in the class. Like I would try and write something on there that would be vaguely dirty, just seeing if the teacher would notice it and call me out for it. And then I have to rip it off the next night and put a different put one a on Put a ding there. dong wrapper on your <laughs> book. <laughs> Like in my uh, middle school, we didn't have lockers. So okay. after that first day, when you get all your textbooks, the walk home, you felt like Gunga Din. You gotta lug them, right? <laughs> you know, you're like lugging like a thousand pounds of books. <laughs> you're like, this is crazy. Yeah, that's why now there's like this huge backpack industry thing going on. I mean, we bought a backpack one time. No lie, it was three hundred and fifty dollars. What? Good. Yeah. Well, it supposedly oh. would help with all that weight distribution and all like that. And I was like, all right, we'll give it a shot. <laughs> So, you know, worst case when we were kids, eh, so you get rickets, you know, it's like, who cares? <laughs> yeah, we got other kids. It'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. They'll make a man out of you. Carry that book bag home, you know? <laughs> Well, you know, I'm sure, George, that carrying all those books would really uh, help you get prepared for your extracurricular activities, though, wouldn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you definitely did some weight training with some of those backpacks. There's no question about that. (laughs) You were big into sports, though. I was. I played the three majors in school at the time were baseball, basketball, and football. Ballet, chess club. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Right. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Go ahead. Football, baseball, and... And basketball. Got it. Playing sports in school. There's a camaraderie camaraderie there that comes from joining a club or a sports team or something that bonds you a little bit closer with that group. Absolutely. Yep. I was in sports, but weren't some of you guys in some other stuff? Mo, did you play sports? Or? I mean, I played soccer in elementary school, but okay. like once I get to middle school, high school, it was kind of uh, my high school. We once won two football games in a row Ooh. and we had a party. <laughs> <laughs> and we won the second game because the team didn't show up. <laughs> So you won one by forfeit, and that was the party? It was two in a row. W is a W. First time in probably God knows decades since this happened. (laughs) I did not play a lot of sports, although I was a big kid and people wanted me to play sports, but I was a band geek instead. I remember the coaches saying, man, you got to come out and play football with us. And I'm like, no, I'm a band geek. I've seen Johns try to play sports. I can vouch he was definitely a band geek. (laughs) He's a band geek. (laughs) I loved band. I mean, like you were talking about sports, being in a band, in a marching band was the big thing for us. There's a camaraderie there that, you know, you're all working together toward a common goal. Plus you're playing the same song together and you're, you're maintaining some drill, you know, and you have your own little traditions and things like that. And we'd go to competitions. And plus we got to go to all the football games because we were there. Right. Yeah. Part of the school spirit at the ball game. So, so you have like band camp and stuff? All that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I got to ask you a question, John, because, you know, there's always in the movies, the band kids getting picked on by different kids, especially the jocks, the sports kids and everything. I didn't have that experience growing up. No, (laughs) I did not have that experience growing up in high school. When we had our band, we were always super excited to see them come out because 
we fed off of the energy that they gave us. And we would always talk to them and say, Hey, can you guys play this song? Like eye of the tiger, mm-hmm. or can yep, you guys, yep. you know, do this or whatever you guys do, just make it really loud. And we, and we would love to hear the band play. <laughs> Did you have that same experience on the other side or was it the thing that you see in the films and TV shows? What you described is much, much closer to what uh, my experience was on, on the band side of that. Uh, I, I think the, uh, you know, the, the picked on nerdy band kids are just, I mean, it, it's a fun stereotype to have to fit into films, you know, the revenge of the nerds or whatever. We sometimes felt like just slightly second class citizens because, you know, sports always got funding and bands sometimes had to fight a little bit. Sure. Yeah. But that was all at the political level of the adults. That didn't matter. Right. No, no. Like the relationship we had with other people and being in band and, you know, and we we had our share of rap scallions and hooligans in band. So nobody was picking on us or beating us up. <laughs> we held our own if that was a problem. It was your own little society, but within the school, you know, we, we were seen and respected and it was a great part of my experience in school. And so going back to school every year, you know, it was a chance to you know, bringing new people into that fold and there was a little little mild hazing of new kids are coming into the band and that kind of thing. So like, you know, not the three-ring binder hazing. <laughs> no, 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 not the three-ring binder. You have to wear this old t-shirt hazing or something that's been around for years and it's smelly. That kind of hazing, right. goofy stuff that new guys have, have to do that bound you closer together because next year you got to do it to the next kid that came in. So it was, <laughs> sure. it was fun. You need a neat trapper keeper. It comes with trapper folders that trap papers in so they don't fall out. I've got a trapper for every subject and the trapper keeper holds them all. Neat. Really neat. If anything in this episode has piqued your interest, we've put links in the show notes you can click on to find out more. Catch up on past shows and be alerted every week when a new one drops by subscribing to us in Google Play, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, TuneIn, iTunes, or wherever you like to listen. While in iTunes, take a second to rate and review the show. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. We'd love to hear from our fourth listener, so email your thoughts, suggestions, questions, ideas, or complaints on this or any other episode to podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is so much more than just this podcast. You can also find our video content on YouTube or explore our entire body of work on our website at genxgrownup.com. We successfully got back to school. We got through the shopping. We got through the <laughs> putting the covers on our books. We've got, learned our way around school. We've gotten our extra extracurriculars. And now we've been at it for a few weeks, maybe a month or so. How do you settle in after the back to school? How, what was that like for you? You know, it was routine. Homework, sports. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. talking with your friends during class. I mean, it was, you know, it just fell into a routine, so to speak. I mean, the only thing that I can say that was a little bit different than day one, like day one, I never did this, but probably probably week two, week three, week four, you know, you'd start passing notes between your friends in classes. You start to felt more comfortable. You kind of understood the teacher's rhythms about when they weren't looking and things like that. <laughs> you got the dynamic. Yeah. You know who will tolerate foolishness and who won't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of stuff. But most of it was just, you know, settling into a routine and, you know, trying to get through to the next summer. It's probably fair to say that a lot of that probably hasn't changed from when we were Gen Xers to now. I think a lot of that is just interpersonal dynamics. Yeah. How about you, Mo? How was your experience? Once you got in the rhythm. I agree with what George was saying, which is odd. <laughs> <laughs> the planets align again. Just because, like you said, it, it became like work, right? Kind of getting mm-hmm. routine. You had your clique of friends at that point. Right. Like, you know who your friends are going to be pretty much for the rest of the school year at that point. I think about a month in, you already started thinking about the next vacation. <laughs> you yeah. Know, when's exactly. Christmas break? Yeah. When's when will summer come? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, the school's taking forever. <laughs> and, and to tell you, I mean, that's when I get into that groove of school 
school, you know, like you said, when you have your friends, you know your schedule backwards and forwards. Like you can watch your classes blindfolded. Feel like an old pro. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's a nice feeling. Like in high school or, or middle school, like when you're not the freshman and you yep. come back later, then it's like even better, you know, because you see all these like freshmen getting lost and stuff. You just laugh at them. <laughs> <laughs> I echo what you're saying. It's uh, it was such a comfortable feeling, especially after that summer that felt like it took for years. You know, the, the anxiety, anticipation. I'm excited about going back, but what's going to be like? What are the teachers going to be? I would expect that anyone listening of any age, they would probably feel that if they went to any public school of any kind or even a private school like yours, George, I think a lot of those same sentiments, those are probably timeless. A lot of the things we've talked about are Gen X specific, but that same kind of interpersonal kind of what's it like to be a kid and be super uncomfortable already with your place in the world and finally find this rhythm where you're like, hey, I currently fit into this little trench that I'm in and I know how to get through my day. That's what made school for me at least a comforting feeling. And I never said I loved school. You know, there's always times, oh, school sucks. and it's Right. But it did create a bit of structure that gave you, uh, started to build your personality, who you are in the world. And I think yeah. that's what I enjoyed about it. Maybe one of our younger listeners could comment on this is with technology today, you have Facebook, right. you this, you, you know what everybody's doing. Yep. You know, I wonder if it's the same, like that first couple of days of school or, or is it that you already know your cliques at that point? You already know your friends. Or maybe you kind of hit the ground running socially a little bit because right. you didn't have that pause. Yeah. That's a good question. That's yeah. probably accurate. Yeah. We'd love to hear from some of our young younger people and tell us, yeah, you old fogies. It's nothing like that anymore. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did you do it without Twitter? In my day, <laughs> we had all the Twitters. That will wrap it up for another edition of the Backtrack Gen X Grown Up Podcast, talking about back to school this episode. So, George, tell me, should I go to the grocery and pick up some ding-dongs, or are you definitely going to mail me some? What should I do? Oh, after no, this? I was full I'm, of I'm craving. No, I was full of crap. I'm craving. You better go get your own ding-dongs. I'm not ever uh, going I'm... to give you a ding-dong, ever. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> and with that, I will let oh. you go. <laughs> I am John. George, thanks for being here. Yes, sir. Mo had a great time. <laughs> yeah, always fun. <laughs> and fourth listener, thank you for being here. We will talk to you next show. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. See you guys. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? No games, no puns. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. This podcast is an affiliate of the GWW Radio Network. Visit Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, TV, cosplay, and more. Oh, good stuff. Okay. <laughs> Fucker. You, got, you guys okay? Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. All right. I set you up for that one. You know, the fucking audio engineer, if he we had one, he'd be like going nuts with his levels right now. Holy fuck. What are they doing? That's me. I'm the audio engineer. I'm doing it. Just later, not right now. <laughs> okay. Whew. All right. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't come that on. bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network. 